Spiritual Coaching Podcast. We're teaching spiritual coaches how to guide Christians into a full and fearless devotion to God. Welcome. The goal of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast is to encourage and equip those whose God-given mission is to provide spiritual direction to the Church of Jesus Christ. We're training warriors to fight for the human heart. Our spiritual coaching is driven by a singular belief that every wound in our heart that's left untouched by God will hinder how deeply we can know Him and how fully we can follow Him. Only healthy hearts are free to develop a relationship with God that outlasts the pressures of life and every unworthy claim for our loyalty and devotion. Greetings. This is the Two River Spiritual Coaching Podcast, and we exist to teach spiritual coaches how to fight for and guide reluctant hearts into a full and fearless devotion to God. Today, we're going to move from our discussion uh, last time uh, about being graciously honest without being a jerk. Today, I want to talk to you about listening, compassionate listening, as well as uh, um, you know, listening to God. And I'm going to begin with what may be an unexpected admission. And that is that experience isn't always our best friend. Um, and you might not have expected to hear that um, because clearly experience is desired and helpful. So here's the caution, the explanation here. Experience can actually, um, it can actually not be an advantage because it's easy to hear someone's story and conclude that you know how to help them without ever fully listening or letting God in. You know, after we get some experience under our belt, it's easy to hear three sentences, think we recognize the story, and assume we know what needs to be said even before the full story is told. But the truth is that no two stories or people are the same. They certainly are all in different places, you know, different seasons, different um, development stages. Um, you think of it like a fingerprint, a fingerprint that proves we're all unique creations. While stories tend to all run together over time, we have to respect everyone's journey and treat each one as a unique individual. There are no cookie-cutter solutions. Similar ones, but seldom identical. To help prevent us from rushing into fixing people, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And remember that people need God, not our, our skills, our gifts, our experience. Allowing ourselves to automatically slip into fix-it mode can leave God right out of their growth. Uh, and that's not putting the ball in the net. That's not what it looks like to score for a spiritual coach. Even when we do identify the problem as one we've dealt with before, what they need to hear is going to be as unique as they are. Uh, this is a one reason why when coaching, we try to usually you know, try to have them share their story um, in the first session. We can pick up crucial biographical information that we can use to better relate to them. We can ask clarifying questions and get to, to know the individual better. If we respond too quickly and miss important detail, the person may not feel like they've been heard. And we could be in danger of misdiagnosing the problem, neither of which is good for a person's heart. And in our effort to connect, we'll talk differently to an auto mechanic than we will to a doctor because we'll use um, mechanical illustrations for one and medical illustrations for others. And, and, and that's something only listening can give us. Something uh, that genuine listening will reveal will real to us are those details of the person's life that guide the choice of metaphors and, and just the way we talk to them. So the spiritual coach isn't just listening to the story. We're educating ourselves about how God has uniquely designed the person sitting in front of us. 
In fact, the best experience is any that helps build the discipline that's necessary to push experience aside long enough to listen. Learning how to listen is the experience you'll always want to rely on. Listen to their story. Give yourself time to hear God first. Fall back on experience second. Um, we do people a disservice and maybe even violate the very vision of helping people fully engage in authentic relationship with God by putting too much emphasis into our work and into our experience and not enough on God. As I mentioned in another installment of these sessions, these uh, training podcasts, understand that folks have a tendency to bond to whomever offers real help to them when they're at a point of need. And we want them to bond to God, so they need to feel like he's the one who has rescued them, not us. So we have to be careful about jumping in too quickly into the rescuing thing. In fact, uh, if you read Acts 14, 8 through 18, <clears throat> there's a, a story there that I won't take the time to go through. Um, and while it's not the exact application, it is eerily, eerily similar. And once this connection was made, between the people and those that were speaking. Um, um, once they had made that connection, and once the people thought that Paul and Barnabas were gods, oh my gosh, they had a heck of a time dissuading the people from viewing them as God. <clears throat> so um, uh, listening is actually a posture, and we need to lis listen to posture. <clears throat> listening is a posture as well as uh, a focused mind. A good listener watches posture as well as communicates with their posture. Make sure you smile, nod, focus, and, and give them verbal feedback and ask searching, clarifying questions. Don't sit there, you know, with arms crossed, frowning, or, or maybe looking impatient or distracted, trying to figure out what time it is. Uh, show an open posture as much as possible, even leaning forward to, to communicate that you're, that you're listening. Uh, also watch for these things in their physical attitude. Yeah, our bodies do have attitude. Maybe it's better to say that our, our posture betrays our attitude. Posture is always telling you something, and you'll learn over time to understand it. You can tell by, by facial expressions and, and the posture of their torso and their limbs, if they're comfortable and relaxed or uptight, fearful, resistant, and closed off. I've even made good progress with someone by reflecting back to them what their posture is communicating to me. I'll, I'll mimic back to them what they look like. I'll, I'll mimic their posture, um, you know, what they're doing unconsciously. And I can't tell you how many times the response is, uh, I did that or I didn't do that. <laughs> so um, um, listening is important. Posture is important, but a posture of listening and a and, and, and listening to posture, uh, all of this uh, are great practices to get used to using. How telling is it when a spouse suddenly pulls their hand away and shifts to the other side of the chair furthest from their spouse when the subject turns towards something that makes them feel uncomfortable or agitated? I've actually reflected that back when I'm doing marriage counseling, and I, I can't tell, I didn't do that, no, I, I they had no idea that their body betrayed what their heart was feeling. Communication experts claim that we convey, convey more with our expressions and posture 
than we do with our words. And it's a lot more. Over 90% of what we say, we don't actually say. Take note of what you're saying without saying it. Monitor what they're saying without saying it. That sort of attentiveness is a form of listening and can give feedback, helpful feedback to the coached when they realize what their body is saying. So people don't care significantly how much you know until they know that you care about them. People like to talk about themselves, um, but they like to know that they're being listened to even more. Listening may not happen if we have assumed too much or think that we know them well enough before really listening. It's easy to begin hearing a story and when it seems to be familiar, assume we know where they're going and jump to a conclusion. But everyone is different and even when we're encountering, we've encountered their situation before, something about it will be different. And, and they'll still need to feel that they've been heard. If we don't tell them if we don't let them tell their whole story, they will probably not feel that they have been adequately heard. Our first responsibility is love, respect, and understanding, being a conduit through which God can affirm them. So be careful with assumptions. Let them tell their story. Um, a struggling person doesn't want to feel like a number or a notch on the belt. You may be the first person they have risked with. Um, we can help set a positive tone or end up being a last-ditch effort. That won't be repeated, depending on how well we listen. No pressure there. No, really. No pressure. God is the one that has to say them. We have to stay out of the way and trust that he will if they will respond to him. You know, a coaching session, especially a first one, can feel like a waste if we tell ourselves that all we did was get to know them and break down some barriers and squash the awkward. Uh, taking the time to do those things, to fully hear their story, can be all you have time for. In a first session. Often when a session has seemed to be ineffectual to me like that, I've been told that afterward God kept working on them and great things happened days and weeks later. It's always disappointing to see someone leave in the same condition as when they came. But remember that you're not their savior and he is still in pursuit long after they've walked out our door. And this should drive us to pray for them afterwards as genuinely as we did before they came in. So people first, solving the problem comes next. This listening and listening to God and listening to them and letting them vent and letting them tell their story. It puts them first and it actually puts solving their problem second. If they felt like they were treated with love, kindness, and attentiveness, even if not a lot happened in that first session, they're more apt to return to a second coaching session and let you help them dig deeper into their issues. Be careful not to focus so much on the cure that you don't understand the wound completely. You know, I was in a doctor's office recently, and before I could finish explaining, I mean, he asked questions, and I'm trying to answer his questions, right? So I'm trying to explain to him the answers that he asked for. This arrogant doctor, he cuts me off, and he starts talking into his digital recorder. I mean, session's over. He's telling you know, his digital recorder everything that the, that's happened in the session, and the session hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> I, haven't even, I hadn't even relayed all the pertinent information. Uh, it would have been one thing if he had then offered something that actually helped, but he didn't even do that. I tried to explain that he'd missed something because he hadn't listened long enough. And he tried to tell me that he didn't need any more information. Oh my gosh, that was so annoying. Not only was what he said of no help, but I was upset about the fact that I hadn't been heard. People come first. Solutions come second. Even our experience comes second. Listening first. And let's talk now about listening to God for a moment. Um, 
Is anyone surprised that I have gotten this deep into all these episodes? I think this is episode 15. And haven't specifically mentioned prayer anywhere. Well, it's probably obvious that a spiritual coach should proceed, continue with, and follow up a coaching session with prayer. It's about... It's about it all, before all. It's above it all, before it all, through it all, after it all. It's omnipresent. Prayer is omnipresent like our God. If you think back over the episodes so far that you've listened to, you will find the implication of prayer throughout. In fact, in some ways, every time I mentioned relationship with God, I was implying prayer. Prayer is not us trying to get God to bless our efforts. It's more about us getting our hearts and minds in sync with His. It's about letting Him do the teaching and coaching through us. Remember that we're a mediator like Jesus, right, between God and man. We cannot work with God if we either seldom converse with him or if we're always telling him what we want him to do and not listening to what he wants us to do. So listening is an important attitude. It's important discipline in our communication with God. As a spiritual coach, you'll want to enter into every coaching session in this attitude of prayer. When I pray at the opening of a session, I'll usually mention my dependence upon God and uh, that we're going to wait to hear from him. And I'll even thank him for, for talking to us before it even happens. No, I do not pray at the beginning of every session. I can hear the collective gasp, I know. That's because I have a, a real problem making a conversation with God a law rather than a constant attitude. Be very careful that you don't get into the habit of praying to begin every coaching session and use that as the only time you pray in preparation. You should be in a constant conversation so that you don't need to stop. Pull him into your day with the implication that when the session is over, you know, he can slip back into whatever he was doing before you just interrupted him. Don't give in to the pressure and the lie that if you don't begin each session with prayer, that means that you're not leaning on God. Uh, what a load of rubbish that is, unless, of course, it's true. Often the guy or gal I'm coaching will launch so quickly into their story that I don't even have time to pray. And it would be very rude for me to interrupt them and say, oh, oh stop, stop. Oh, we haven't prayed yet. And, and, and that just leads me to a little mini rant here. I hope you won't skip over, but just, just listen to what I'm saying. And this comes by way of a mission. Sometimes I forget to pray at the beginning of a session. I'm so against perfunctory prayer that I don't even think to do it. I mean, I've been talking to God all morning. I, it's not like I, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I better bring God into this, right? Um, I try to do the prayer without ceasing thing that 1 Thessalonians 5.17 talks about. My relationship with God drives a constant conversation such that I don't need to stop and have a quick talk with him before I get coaching. At least that's the goal. If I get to my coaching chair and that's not been the case, I'll stop and pray because it's necessary, but not because it's what Christians do. It's the right thing to do at the beginning of every coaching session. <laughs> Some actually believe that you have to pray at the opening of everything, before every church meeting, every meal, every program. Then, and this drives me crazy, then they'll pray something that takes absolutely no thought. Uh, you know, a before-the-meal prayer that they prayed a thousand times the same way before, saying just um, what they feel they are supposed to say, and, and, and then give that closing amen. Feeling that somehow that perfunctory, thoughtless, emotionless prayer, I'm not even sure that's what it is, somehow sanctified the meal and blessed the meeting, and now God is very happy with what we're doing because we prayed that you see why this is a rant. <laughs> Some of you uh, listening are thinking, 
Um, well, doesn't that, you know, bless the whole thing if you stop to pray? Um, the fact that you have, you know, in the, in the fact that you might have to stop and think about this to determine if I'm right or wrong shows just how ingrained this idea is that God honors mindless conversation with him like it was some sort of incantation that only requires the right sequence of words, but no heart. Spiritual coaches, please remember that God is not a trick or a tool or a power to wield. He, personal pronoun, he is a person. Relationship with him is necessary. Not manipulation or an enchantment or appeasement like he's a finicky, fickle, and frustrating Roman god. All right, well, that's that's probably the end of my rant for now. <laughs> when it comes to listening to God as a coach, uh, two techniques, I think, really connect here. And we're going to close with these. <clears throat> uh, the first uh, technique um, is what has been called listening prayer. Suffice it to say that this is simply a pause taken to listen to God. The timing and the way that this is done, it will be unique to each spiritual coach, but what's common is that it's done. If we're going to be conduits, we better openly have a conversation with him. Not that this is just uh, not just an opening prayer at the beginning of the session, but listening prayer is a purposeful pause of significant length to just sit quietly and listen to God. Okay, Listening prayer is a purposeful pause of some significant length to just sit quietly and listen to God. Now, while often awkward, it doesn't have to be terribly uncomfortable if you give a short explanation before you do it. A couple minutes may be enough for this, this listening prayer. Uh, and I've, I've even set an alarm on my watch for like three or four minutes so that the person that's not used to sitting that long in prayer uh, knows that I haven't fallen asleep or forgotten or doesn't get, you know, because they, can, they, they, they know that the alarm has been set. But a couple of minutes is, is probably enough. Uh, depending on um, depending on you, I guess. Um, sometimes, though, a couple minutes can feel like an hour, so that alarm takes some of the pressure off the other person when things start to get a little awkward feeling because it's been more than a minute. Um, and that, that pause, that listening prayer, it throws attention back on God. It sets a good example. You know, I do this when I get stuck uh, before launching into maybe a prayer of confession and healing and freedom, you know, that happens towards the end of a coaching session. And, and sometimes this is even more for me than anything because it just gives me time to, to, to pause, to think, to focus, to listen to God and to, to direct my heart and mind towards God. Another prayer technique, a, you know, kind of a listening thing that can happen in a, a coaching session comes by the way of um, what I'll introduce as the third chair. And we will talk more about that as we go. Um, this is a person... There, so there is a person that's seeking guidance in the room, and there, then there's the primary spiritual coach, so that's two, and then there's a third person in the room, a third chair. With this chair, while this chair will be used for, for training future coaches, that's the primary purpose for it, they, whoever sits in that chair, maybe they're just a co-coach, someone that we brought in to help us because we got stuck or something, um, whoever's in that third chair and is not the lead coach, they have the crucial responsibility for listening for what God might say to someone who is not directly engaged to them, therefore. Uh, and, and, be, and, and so that makes them more able to listen attentively because they're not having to listen to uh, as closely to what's going on in the session. They're free to listen to God. They can watch and engage and focus prayer and listening through the whole session. And, and the coach that's leading uh, may ask them if they have anything to share, but that role is primary there to support and undergird the whole session with a conscious open ear to God's leaning. Um, 
I will turn to them depending on whether or not I'm comfortable with them yet in where they are in the training process and ask them to add something. Um, but I'm, but often what I do is I'll just turn to them and ask them to pray um, out of what they've been hearing over the last bit uh, during that session. And while they're praying, I have time, you know, to... to to pray myself and talk to God, it gives me a pause. Uh, and I can tell God I, I, I'm listening or I'm hurting for them. I'm in some sort of need. I'm distracted uh, to declare my dependence and my submission to him. Um, and this is also helpful if I feel God has said something to me and I need a moment to ask him if I'm hearing him right and to collect my thoughts and maybe even to organize some words that I need to articulate precisely what it is that I feel I've heard from God. Um especially if what the Spirit of God has asked me to say um, seems to me like it's going to be hard to say. So that third chair, and you know, maybe they're sharing something or maybe they're just praying, that gives me chance to focus again and do just a little more listening. Listening is such an important part of spiritual coaching that it could probably use another episode or two to really drill down into uh, this skill. Um, we're not going to do that, though. Listening to the one... Um, to drill down into that skill of listening, not just to the person that's getting coaching, um, but um, to listen to God and, because he is the real spiritual coach and he is the real healer. So next time on the Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we'll wrap up this section on, you know, kind of, kind of the philosophy behind the spiritual coaching sessions. And then we're going to begin to move into talking more about spiritual coaches themselves. Thank you. We're honored that you've taken the time to give us a listen as we teach spiritual coaches how to guide Christians into a full and fearless devotion to God. If you'd like to contact Pastor Kara to ask a question, give feedback, or sign up for coaching, you have two options. First, you can visit our coaching website by going to tworivers.church backslash lifecoaching. Be sure to hyphenate life coaching. When there, just click the button in the blue banner. On that page, you'll also find free tools to use in your spiritual coaching practice. Additionally, you will find a link to a blog where you can get a transcript of today's show, filled with Bible references and other content not mentioned on the podcast. Second, you can email Pastor Carrie directly at carrie at tworivers.church. That's carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at two, T-W-O, rivers.church. If this content was helpful, please jump over to iTunes and SoundCloud. Search for the Spiritual Coaching Podcast and give us a like and share the podcast so that more people like yourself can find us. Again, thank you, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast. Mm-hmm.